Pinterest rolling out updated business pages, Google launches PlayPass, and Amazon puts Echo everywhere. It's Monday, September 30th, 2019. All of that's coming up along the week's news quick hits on episode 379 of Brave Ad World. New consumers, new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 379 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wickert, and we have so much to cover this week. We had advertising week going on, which meant All the platforms were courting advertisers and agencies left and right with new announcements. So let's dive into it and talk about what Pinterest was sharing. So Pinterest is continuing to expand pretty aggressively into the commerce space with the rollout of updated business pages that will feature a new section called shop. So this section will feature a comprehensive collection of products offered by a brand or a retailer. And what users can do is they can click on the products or tap on mobile on the products featured to be taken to the brand's website to complete a transaction. Transactions, this is important, they're not being conducted by Pinterest. So what we see here is an updated take on Pinterest buy button. It's been available for some time, but it's been difficult for retailers to implement. Pinterest says that it wants to, quote, make every pin and the products inside a pin make those all shoppable, unquote. Along with this new shop section, what Pinterest is doing is they're planning to offer more personalization for users visiting a retailer's page. So they won't just see all the products a retailer offers. They'll see the products that Pinterest thinks are most relevant to them. So if Amazon has taught brands anything, it's taught them to be wary of platforms that serve as both the retailer and the marketplace. Pinterest aims to do away with that approach by letting brands showcase their products on a destination, Pinterest, where they'll where they're naturally inclined to be looking for inspirational products while allowing retailers to conduct and own the transactions on their own platforms. It's really important for brands to think about how their products come across on Pinterest, however, which is more like a catalog than it is anything else. The products that perform best, they're staged in rooms and images that are really pin ready. Like the content advertisers feature there, it needs to be as relevant for Pinterest as it would be on their product pages. So while shop pages on Pinterest are likely to be appealing to any online retailer, activating effectively in that channel, what it may mean is doing a re-evaluation of product imagery. It may mean reshooting your product catalog that's on your website, almost like you would uh, a catalog. All right. As old school as that sounds. All right, let's talk about Google and something that's pretty interesting called PlayPass. So what Google is doing is the the services game, well, it's really heating up in the hardware world of all places. Following last week's Apple event, which included the launch of Apple Arcade, a subscription gaming service that offers users access to over 100 games for $4.99 per month, Google is introducing Google PlayPass. PlayPass, it does things a bit differently than Apple. It gives Android users access to more than 350 games and, underscore, and 
apps. The apps and games, they, they are ad and microtransaction free and access costs are very similar, $4.99 per month. So Google took Apple's offering, which is focused on games, and raised them non-game apps. The service solves a couple of business challenges for Google. First, it lets them compete with Apple's new offering. Second, it encourages people to download and try paid apps on Android. It's trying to get Android users to subscribe to a bundle because, believe it or not, few Android users are paying for apps in general. This bundle, it may do that, and it may encourage more app development on the platform in turn. The subscription model, it seems to be playing out everywhere, and and right now, we're seeing it peak in the video streaming category, but these plays by Apple and Google, they may show that the next great subscription surge may be coming for apps. All right, let's talk about Amazon. And I'm going to be saying A-L-E-X-A quite a bit in this section uh, so as not to potentially activate any of your devices. So Amazon, they held an event this week that included new Echo hardware and A-L-E-X-A integrations. The announcements included Echo Buds, which integrate your favorite voice assistant into Bose noise reduction headphones. That's for $130. The voice assistant is also making its way into A-L-E-X-A enabled smart glasses. Yes, glasses for your face are going to have the voice assistant technology built into them. And before you get too creeped out, there is no camera. So you can't tell them to take a picture uh, similar, unlike Snapchat's glasses. Uh, Amazon even has the Echo Loop. This is a smart ring with a microphone, haptic alerts, and a speaker. And those were some of the more surprising reveals. Echo is also getting an updated smart speaker as well as a new Echo Show, an Echo Alarm Clock, and Nightlight, which is called the Echo Glow. Those are also going to be available soon. This is pretty interesting because Amazon clearly sees the potential for voice and they're prepared to go all in. They're continuing to lead the category by showing just how far voice can go. They're making sure other services have to keep up. A-L-E-X-A is the most prolific voice assistant out there. And what Amazon has done is they've shown their hand and shown that they plan to make it even more pervasive. Uh, than it has been. And that's probably why they're leading and will continue to lead the category. All right, that is it for the week's main story. So now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that didn't get discussed earlier. So Facebook, they announced that tens of thousands of apps were recently suspended as part of its ongoing review of platform accessing platforms accessing personal data. The move is part of an app review process implemented by Facebook in 2018 following Cambridge Analytica uh, personal data scandal. Initially, Facebook flagged 400 developers for abuse and proceeded to limit API access. Now, it's good that Facebook has such a process in place, but it is a little concerning that so many apps remained on the platform since Cambridge Analytica. Apparently, stories have a limit to where they can live, and Facebook found it. After extending stories into Facebook groups last December, they discontinued on September 26. All existing group stories will be deleted. Facebook acquired ServiceFriend, a startup that specializes in creating customer service bots. Now, signs point to ServiceFriend being somehow involved in Facebook's Libra cryptocurrency, although how this will work, it's unclear. Europe's right-to-be-forgotten law received a major decision this week in the favor of Google, surprisingly enough. The law gives people control over what information is available about them online. 
which means services like Google, they can actually be forced to delete links from their search results. The new ruling, however, it limits the geographic reach of the law. So search engines like Google cannot be forced to delete links globally, just regionally. Snap has been studying the defense against the dark arts with a new project running for some time called Project Voldemort. The project focuses on documenting Facebook's efforts to undermine startups that may compete with Facebook. Project Voldemort has captured instances such as Facebook discouraging Instagram influencers from promoting their Snapchat accounts. Basically, Snap is really documenting all the things that the FTC might need to put an antitrust uh, curse on Facebook. Speaking of Facebook, it required control labs for between $500 million and $1 billion. The startup specializes in letting humans control digital advertisers with their brains, which Facebook hopes to use for AR or VR glasses. Nothing to see here, just Facebook accessing brains. Snapchat announced that it will allow video ads on its platform to be up to three minutes long which is a pretty generous extension for from the 10-second cap that existed before. The videos are still skippable, so as with all things, make the ads as short as they need to be to get the point across. But along with these extended ads, Snapchat is launching a new targeting method that will let advertisers target ads to users who show a greater likelihood of viewing long content. Lastly, Snapchat is making its unskippable six-second ad format interactive by allowing the swipe up option to be included. Now the ads will be forced view and allow for response from users. All right, in the last story, Facebook-owned Oculus, they held a major event featuring a slew of announcements. First, uh, we have Facebook Horizon, which is a new virtual world that features avatars of Oculus users hanging out in a virtual world. Second, Oculus Quest is going to be able to connect via a USB to computers with a feature called Oculus Link. This will enable more power-intensive apps to run on the device that's typically standalone. And Oculus Quest is also getting an experimental feature that actually tracks users' hands, enabling gameplay and interaction without controllers. All right. That is it for episode 379 of Brave Ad World. Hopefully you feel all caught up on the week. Before I let you go, I want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments. Let me know you like, let me know you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you are so moved, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at twigert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. You can also find my personal thoughts on marketing at braveadworld.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time and I hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.